This is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Mm-hmm. And today is the road trip version <laughs> of Good road Story. Road trip India. <laughs> Absolutely. We're talking we about a movie. To from, to, from Delhi to Calcutta. Yes, that's right. Um, we're talking about a movie called PQ, P-I-K-U. And it's mm-hmm. uh, from 2015. And it is cool. Yeah. But yeah, Good. I really, really liked it. And um, there was no musical number. And what the heck? Yeah. Julie? Well, so um, it's what they call in India, it is parallel cinema. Parallel cinema. Ooh. In this country, that means indie cinema. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's right. like we're not. We're not going with the trend, man. We're not having a song and dance number. This is kind of a more serious take. It's more Western is what it is. Okay. Um, I tend to, I'll, I like any, you know, obviously Indian movies. I like the more traditional. I like a song and dance jammed in there if it can be. But in this one, you can see where it would have broken the mood that was being built. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. this movie, though, it's funny because... I picked it because I love Irfan Khan, mm. the actor who plays the taxi driver. And um, he died in, was it February or March, oh, dear, of yeah. brain cancer. Mm. And he was only 53. And I had known, <laughs> being our family, we had known for at least a year he had brain cancer because we keep up with the, you know, the Bollywood news that way. But he had announced it in 2018. And um, even so, he had a movie that just released this year on Grezzy Medium, mm. which was the, you know, follow-up to Hindi Medium, which we have seen. We have not seen the newest one. Mm-hmm. However, um, <laughs> I was surprised going through the list at how many of his movies we've seen. And I think people who looked at his picture who don't watch Indian movies would be surprised at, oh, it's that guy. Mm. Because he is one of those people who India was really proud of because they're always like, and he's in Hollywood movies. And he's in, you know, so-and-so's in British movies. They they love that recognition. Yeah, I did recognize him. And he's, um, Irfan is, I mean, my gosh, he was in Life of Pi as the older Pi. He was in Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire as the cop interrogating the main character. He was in Jurassic World. I think he was a rich villain. I don't know. I didn't (laughs) see it. He was in Inferno with Tom Hanks. He was in The Amazing Spider-Man. I mean, Mm. he's been in a zillion things. And then you look at the Indian movies. I'm trying not to go too fangirl on you. (laughs) But you look at the Indian movies, and he's been in a zillion of them. And the thing I love about, I'm pretty sure it was Piku, he was approached by Hollywood to do a big movie, but he'd already signed to do Pico. And he was like, oh, no, hmm. I'm doing this. Yeah. And the thing about him, the movie that people might have seen him in that's Indian is The Lunchbox. And that's one that got reviewed all over America. I think it premiered maybe at Cannes or something like that. And um, it is a charming movie, if anybody gets to see it, which is about... He's an older guy working in an office, and the tradition is the wives will send tiffins, which are stacked metal lunch boxes with people's lunches to work. So they'll send their husband, and there's oh, this yeah. delivery mm-hmm. system that's famous hmm. for never making mistakes. And if you're single, you get it from a restaurant. They'll send you your lunch. Mm-hmm. Well, a mistake gets made, and he gets lunch that was supposed to come go to a husband. Hmm. And um, eventually it gets discovered. So the woman's like, um, what? <laughs> they, he and the wife start sending notes to each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that, that lunchbox stackable thing from one of the movies we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the one. Uh, I'm not going to remember the name of it, but he. Uh, it was the one where the guy oh. played uh, 
he was Rob kind of Nibana a nerd. De Jody. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, he was the nerd, and then but he was also very cool. <laughs> right. Well, well, yeah. yes, as Raj. Um, that's right. I, we we talked about that already. Look for the previous episode, everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he was in. Uh, so he's been in all these Indian movies that um, our family loves, and two days before he died, I think we had watched Bilu. B-I-L-L-U, mm. where he was in a movie with Shah Rukh Khan, and he's the small village barber who's always told everybody that he's he was friends growing up with this famous star, and then the famous star, played appropriately by Shah Rukh Khan, comes to the village to film a movie, and everyone starts pressuring him, well, are you going to introduce us? Mm. You know, and for some reason, he doesn't want to. So then you're like, what's happening? Mm. Does he really mm-hmm. know him? And all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was a charming movie and good in a lot of ways because one of his qualities, I think, is a quiet ability to communicate. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but this movie also, and then I'll stop so we could talk about the movie itself. But this movie, <clears throat> these three main people are huge stars, huge. And um, the, the, some of the minor ones are stars also, but. Uh, so, Irfan Khan is probably the least famous of the three in terms of super popularity. Which is amazing. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know. He's the one that I recognize, right? Yeah. And he's the one where I just go, oh, we're going over the list. And my husband's like, oh, my gosh, I think we've seen 15 of his <laughs> movies. And um, and just to tell you the kind of actor he was after he died, I was like, oh, here's the movie that made him famous. I've never heard of it, The Warrior. And Tom gave it to me for my birthday and we watched it. And it was almost, it was amazing. But the reason he was going to quit acting as a young man is he was bored by all the roles he was given. Hmm. Well, this movie is real unusual. It's a real challenging role. And he went, well, all right, I'll do it. And then he started getting to do all kinds of movies after this brought him to everyone's attention. That's great. Yeah. So he was more of one of those kind of people of a more independent and not that he didn't make the popular movies, but so you have um, the huge, huge star in this is Amitabh Bakchan and he is the old man. Hmm. He's the father. And his, I mean, his career goes back to like the 60s and 70s where he was super hot Mm. (laughs) and super cool. And I really couldn't see it. We've only seen two of those older movies where he was always known as the angry young man. That's the role he played, kind of like the James Dean thing, but of Mm. course bigger because it's Bollywood. And Mm. um, then he kind of took a bit of a, a breather in maybe the 90s or 2000. And then he came back, and now he plays the cranky old man. <laughs> so, <laughs> Which and, he did um, well, yes. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. two older movies that we've seen, for anybody who's listening to this who knows, I'm just going to say him as Amar Akbar Anthony, which is this screwball comedy that is nutso <laughs> about triplets, or maybe just three brothers. But they're separated by a bizarre accident, and so one's raised by a Muslim, one's raised by a Catholic priest, and one's raised by a Hindu. <laughs> and then guess what? They all meet each other through another screwball comedy. It's insane. Uh, and we left watching that going, what did we just see? <laughs> but now we all want to see it again. So, oh, wow. That's um, cool. And then the other one is my favorite, and some people call this the best movie in India, and I don't know if I agree with that, but it's Cholet. And that mm-hmm. is an Indian Western mm-hmm. called a curry Western. You know, there's a spaghetti western. Westerns. Yeah. <laughs> this is a curry western. Like it. Yeah. And it is epic. It's kind of styled along the Magnificent Seven, if there were the Magnificent mm. Two. <laughs> and um, <laughs> it is so amazing. And that is the movie that I watched where he plays this character named Jay. And I watched it and went, I now get it. He is cool. Oh my uh, gosh. He's Steve McQueen in The Great Escape. He's uh, I, I mean, that. he's just he's amazing. Very good. So, um yeah, so now he's come back and he's doing older roles. 
And then there's Topeka. Topeka, um, yeah. I don't know how you say her last name. I've never said it, but she's married to Ron Beer Singh. And um, <laughs> we'll see soon. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. But she actually mm-hmm. was discovered by Shah Rukh Khan. Her first movie with him was Om Shanti Om. And it's mm. this big, huge movie. She's great in it. But she's also been in a bunch of uh, tons of movies. She's super talented. But most of what our family had seen her in was these epic uh, movies that are kind of historical, mm-hmm. like Ram Leela, which is a Romeo and Juliet, Padmavat, which is uh, about an epic poem from ancient times, Bajiro Mastani, also about an epic poem. So they're all kind of historical fantasy type things. And this was the one where I went, oh, the contrast with this was where I went, oh, she's really good. Hmm. You know? Yeah, I thought she was fantastic in this movie. Yeah. Really, really great. So that's the background on the movie itself. If you're coming to it as an Indian person, consumer, you're like, oh, these are three big stars. What's this going to be? And what you have is a small kind of a personal feeling movie with everybody so good. But just it's really about, I guess, family. Yeah, that's what I would say. I would say mostly about family. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what you see is um, Piku, mm-hmm. so Piku and her father. Yeah. She's like so. Piku is um, the the girl, right? And that's she, the girl. Dipika, De, yeah. Dipika's well, it's role. not named after her. Yeah, Dipika. Right. Her name is Piku <laughs> yeah, in the but movie. Her name but is, yeah, in the so, movie is Piku, right? And yeah, she's so, like a an independent businesswoman, I would say. Well, she's an architect. Yeah, an architect, right? But she's she's unlike a lot of the characters we've seen. Um, to me, oh yeah. Um, she was just. Uh, she was she was on her own, right? <laughs> she was on her well, own, even though you know. So she lived and she took care of her dad, um, but yeah. she was very in a very independent person. When she went into the office, she was in charge. Um, right, she's a working woman. Right, mm-hmm. but she's a partner in the firm, or gonna be a partner. I can't remember, and so she's very uh, yeah. She's top of the um, office kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, <clears throat> but she's taking care of her dad and her dad's a little difficult. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, her father's living with her. She's living with her father. Yeah. And, um, one of the scenes early difficult. on that I, that I made me laugh pretty hard was, um, so he's constipated. <laughs> I mean, the, the first scene is them talking about bowel movements and, um, yeah, just for anybody who might be super sensitive about it, it's mm-hmm. the whole movie. They talk about constipation <laughs> the entire time. Right, it's because the it's, the main character, the the guy, the dad is talking about it all the time, and yeah. he's and he's a dominant figure. Mm-hmm. So he's driving the conversation, and um, but it's generally it's funny. I mean, mm-hmm. my mom had seen this when she first moved in with us and she asked to see it again. She was oh, so excited to see it again. And she laughed <laughs> all the way through this movie. That's great. That's yeah. great. Too good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so the, this, this woman is in a meeting, you know, she's an architect, oh, like you said, and, and this, her secretary walks in and says, Hey, you have this message. And she says, go ahead and read it. You know, and she's like, I don't know if I want to read it. <laughs> no, just go ahead and read it. And then it's about, uh, her dad's bowel movement. He called Graphic a report details something. Yeah. Of descriptions. <laughs> Graphic. Uh, and her reaction was just priceless. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was just so good. She grabs it. Mm-hmm. She leaves. She goes home for lunch. It says, you call. And you, he goes, well, but it's important to my health and blah, blah, blah. Cause he's real <laughs> hypochondriac. And, um, but not without some health problems. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's a mixture. And then the funny thing to me is, and I guess I can give a brief summary in a minute, but the funny thing to me is she's like, who does that? Yeah. No one does that. And then you see that very evening, she goes on a date with somebody for the first time and she gets a call from her father and says, okay, well, let me call the doctor. And they're at the dinner table, going to order. And she's like, this will just take a second. And she calls the doctor and starts describing the last two days worth of bowel movements to the doctor. <laughs> yep. Well, two days ago, it was like this, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, she's exactly like him. She doesn't see it. Right, right. You yeah. know. Yeah, that's well put. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's well, I've seen it three times now. Yeah, so and it, it, I, you know, he, I like how you said, you know, he dominates the conversation because he does, he's, he's, he's demanding to be heard. 
all the time. And, you know, it's like everything's revolving around me. And uh, th- that's the type of guy he is. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so she's dealing with him when she's with him. But when she's away from him, um, you know, she's having problems with the taxi drivers. And they don't like to drive with her because she's kind of doing the same thing to them. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like, she's like, we're late. And the taxi driver is, madam, I was waiting 20 minutes. Just go fast. Fast, fast. <laughs> he's like, yeah. well, I can't. She's like, well, just go fast. And then they show it and the bumper's coming off the car because she. <laughs> yelling at him so he was doing what she said and he had an accident and this is not the first time this has happened right right she and she gets out she's like well it's not my fault he he bumped Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the owner who is Irfan Khan of the taxi driving service is like madam this is not it's always you (laughs) you know and she won't listen she just walks on and that was that was a really cool way you know for them to meet and everything so he's the Irfan is the the owner of the taxi company Uh, that was just neat and he's He's always going out there saying, okay, whose turn is it to drive this woman somewhere? Drive Madam from yeah, such and so. Right. And they're all like, not me. And they all <laughs> nobody kind of just look nobody out. ever volunteers. <laughs> nobody ever volunteers. He assigns them and they kind of reluctantly go. But they all, yeah. he says it and they all look to the side. They look down. Yeah. They, you can see no one wants yeah, Madam I from such and that. so road. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and so what happens is, it's funny because the story is very slight. It's all in the interactions between the people. So the father, um, they're they're living in Delhi. There is some property in Calcutta that somebody shows up one day and says, I was sent because we. I'm told you want to sell this, pro- this house. And he's like, no, I'm never selling the house. I guess I should go to Calcutta, Calcutta. And um, so... That's really just a very small thing in the conversation. But what happens is, is he does have a big health event. And when he recovers from that, he says, that's it. I'm going to Calcutta. I'm going to take care of everything to do with this house. And so he won't fly. That's very dangerous. The plane is, uh, the, the um, train is too bumpy. He's going to be driven and Piku's not driving. She can drive, but for some reason she's not doing it. I can't remember why. And um, so they want to have one of the taxi drivers drive them in their car. And, and it's a long ways uh, off. Like yeah. 40 it's, hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 40 hour drive. It's um, 500 miles. I think they said. Yeah. It's two kilometers to every mile. And it was like 1,400 kilometers or something. It's something like that. So anyway, it's a long way. It's mm-hmm. like a two-day drive. And um, anyhow, so they get white wind up getting driven by the taxi driver owner. Yeah, the owner, Because right. no one else will do it. And um, so you have then the road trip getting there. And then once they get to this house, which is one of these big old houses like we saw in Ravna Banda yeah, Jodi, yeah. only being lived in by um, the brother, his his uh, the old man's brother and his wife, who are worried that he's going to sell it. Hmm. And then the story kind of, uh, I don't know what to say. There's I, I don't want to give away the very ending, hmm. but it's a lot about family interactions it's really in that way it's truly like an independent american movie too yeah indie movie Mm -hmm. it's about the people and everything more than the things that happen and the things that happen are there but they're small like real life this is what drives things you know yeah it's it's almost like a play you know a a Mm. theater or stage production almost you Mm -hmm. know i know they're on the road and everything but it's it's all dialogue yeah that's what's driving everything is the people which is why the acting is so important yep, because a yep. lot is being done with expressions and turns of the head and ways things are said. And, but it's still funny at the same time because when they're going to go on the road, he's got this special toilet chair. It's just this big old awesome. fancy yeah. looking wooden chair, but it's got the hole cut in it. So Where you can sit on that? it and you don't have yeah. to touch a toilet, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, he has to take this. Mm-hmm. It's very important. He gets many chances to go to the bathroom because of his constipation. And the taxi driver's like, Where am I putting this? And you see the car driving off and the things on the roof of it, <laughs> yeah. like the Beverly Hillbillies with Granny in the back of the oh, truck. For sure. you know? Oh, um, that's too funny. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, there's tons of funny that. moments, but they're all because of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And those are those are great. You know, I, there's lots of movies that I love that are like that. You know, that mm-hmm. are just you know people. <clears throat> you know, so. Um, but yeah, the, uh, this was unlike you know the other Indian movies we've seen. Um, mm-hmm. But it was terrific. It was just really heartwarming. Um, it was just a really nice movie. I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, really nice movie. Well, and and I will say, <laughs> the pieces of Indian culture that you pick up are things like, and we can talk about the big families, but you watch this big family, and mm. it's very Indian. But it's still very relatable because big families around the world are also the same. To me, I mean, being around, especially having been around my husband's family a lot, which is a big family. Mm. And then... Um, <laughs> one of the things that's very relatable or very Indian, you know, is we were talking about this constant talk about constipation, which even the Indian reviewers are like, well, here's a movie about this. And, um, but they call it motions. So my motions mm. today were like this. <laughs> my motions today were like that. Yeah. And that has entered our household vocabulary <laughs> because um, I will say, mm. uh, and I believe my mother would agree. So I'm going to say this is, one of the things that changed about my conversation with my mother, uh, as opposed to over the phone when she was living somewhere else to versus when she was living here, we were talking about motions a lot, <laughs> especially in the beginning. Really? Wow. Oh, my gosh. And she wanted to be like the father. I, she was giving me these details that I was like, I don't need to know that. <laughs> it's fine. It's oh. enough to know this. And I was like, I don't know why I need to know this. And my sister's like, you're going to have to tell this to various doctors. And I'm like, uh. oh. And so, eventually, I kept remembering and bringing it up to doctors. And there was a doctor who went, oh, changed her medicine here. And there was another doctor who went, oh, do this. Hmm. And between three different doctors, I now don't have to have graphic conversations. <laughs> My conversations about motions are less. That's good. But uh, very nice. they're still a part of the background. Yeah. And yeah. so I looked at that and just was like, oh, my gosh, some of this is kind of like my life. Mm. Um, and I was listening to, it might have been the Movie Walla podcast, although they tend to talk about older movies. But there was something where there were some Indians talking about this movie. And they said, let's just face it. Indians talk about motions all the time. Hmm. It's just part of your general health. Hmm. So you talk about motions with your children. You talk about motions if someone's sick. You talk wow. about motions. And I went, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah. And my mother reminded me that uh, my father's mother, my grandmother, she would constantly check on, if you weren't feeling good, well, what were, you know, if she was Indian, she'd have said, what were your motions like? Mm-hmm. She was always checking on these things. How about that? So maybe that's a more old-fashioned way of yeah. keeping an eye on stuff. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Is, <laughs> is your system running properly? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Tuned yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a long prelude to everything, yeah. but <laughs> right. that's kind of what kept me from watching it for a while. Honestly, oh, really? I was like, I don't think I want to watch a movie where what they do is talk about this <laughs> stuff all the time. But they yeah. do it in such a realistic oh, and way. It's, it's funny too. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it really funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. And it, it is the very first thing that they talk about in the very yeah. first scene, yeah. and um, but but it really there. sets you know this relationship. You know, you have her dad. You know, it's like she's taking care of her dad, and um, but he's and not dominating. Solicitously, right? she's kind of she's angry with him, and he's angry mm-hmm. with her a lot of the time. Right, right. But kind of in a familial way, where when something happens, that falls off. Mm. Yeah, but really cool dynamic. Um, but yeah, it was it was. There were some Indian things there that um, I was going to ask you about. Like, do uh, you remember when um, they first got in the taxi? That this is the one when they're going to leave, mm. and the servant guy sits in the front. <laughs> no, is that an Indian thing? What he was doing there? He's like, I'm not leaving, or did he just want her up there? He wanted her up there. Okay, I didn't know if that was he just some didn't class say. Thing. That's why he just looked at the guy and then sat there and was like, I'm not gonna say it, uh-huh. but I'm not riding with this guy next to me. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah, he just wanted her up there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. just wanted her up there, and that was okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. And then um, they kept asking the Irfan, they kept asking him if he was something. Um, 
Oh, Bengali. Yeah, yeah. And what what was up with that? In Delhi, where they're living, they speak Hindu. Or Hindi, sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in Calcutta, that's in Bengal. They speak Bengali. Okay. And I read some reviews yesterday from like the India Times and that kind of Times of India, whatever it is, and various other places. And they were saying one of the features was that Amitabh Bachchan speaks with a very strong Bengali accent. So Mm. this is just part of their regionalism. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And also kind of the thing like, um, it's really funny. I went to, I can't remember if I've mentioned this. I went to a funeral for somebody a few years ago, one of my husband's relatives in Houston, we're sitting there at the lunch after the funeral and a bunch of his Houston relatives are sitting there and they suddenly start making these really pointed jokes about Dallas. Hmm. <laughs> and I was like, what, what is going on? And I'm kind of laughing and going, uh, and I went, Oh wait, I remember from when I lived in Houston a long time ago, they have this rivalry going with Dallas and so they make jokes about Dallas. Dallas is too stuck up. Dallas is too fancy. Mm-hmm. You know, they say oh, yeah. Dallasites say that Houston is full of rednecks. Well, <laughs> you know, the thing I didn't want to say is nobody in Dallas thinks about anybody in Houston. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. The jokes are going one way. And so we just mm-hmm. went along with it. I didn't say anything, but I was like, oh, no, I moved away from Houston and forgot about everything. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, but I think it's that, you know, the regional thing, like um, you said that you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, but most of the people at your work are dev for Broncos fans. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that kind of ribbing. Mm. So, but, you know, of course, it's where you live. And it's, you know, until you said that, I didn't think about it. Think about how attached they are to Calcutta. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's kind of in a little bit, in a way, it's kind of a love letter to Calcutta from the fact that the family doesn't want to get rid of their family home. The father rides his bicycle and he's loving looking at all these places. She's doing the same thing. Oh, here's the school I grew up. Oh, they tore that Mm, theater down. Oh, this and that. And so they're really reattaching to their roots. Mm-hmm. So for them, oh, you speak Bengali, or you do? Are you Bengali? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. we well then it's this kinship, right? Oh right. no, you're not. Oh, I'm okay. with you. Yeah, are you Texan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. That's cool. Yeah. And so um, I hadn't really thought about the fact that one of the things this movie, I mean, I had thought about this, but not in connection to that. It's a reinforcement that one of the things the family is realizing that's being pointed out in the movie is a sense of place and a sense of family matter. Yeah. yeah. Being connected to your roots. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, they are in awe when they arrive there, you know, they are remembering, uh, that was, mm-hmm. that was very palpable. Yeah. You know, looking up at the, you know, this bridge that they're on and, um, you know, which just is looking at iconic everything. for yeah. Calcutta, right. Tom said, well, or even when they're in, um, Banaras and when I look at Banaras just now on Wikipedia, the iconic pictures it's showing, are the old buildings and the steps going down to the river. Of course, I feel like most big Indian movie uh, towns have that. But everything they're showing is showing like the scenes at night where she's sitting on the steps mm-hmm. and there's the um, the, little, the candles and things around yeah. and um, people worshiping at the river and all that kind of stuff. So all those things they were showing at night when the light was changing and they were coming into Benares on the way was also kind of like, a tribute to it. Mm. So it was a real, and in fact, when you think about it, the fact that they're going through India, she's standing out there looking at the stars and loving it. She's taking pictures as they go. Um, it's an appreciation for the land itself. And that's very um, Indian. I think mm-hmm. the love of mother India. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I feel that strongly too. You know, uh, you talk about their ancestral home, <laughs> mm-hmm. if that's what you call it. You know, I don't know how far back in their family that house yeah. went, but how you get attached to a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, there are times when I go to Idaho Falls. I grew up in, we were in the same house from 
when I was like in first grade, uh, and my parents lived there after I graduated from college. So it was mm. a long time and then they mm-hmm. sold the house. Um, but every now and then when I'm up there, you know, just go drive by there. There is this strong pull, um, to a place. Yeah. We're, and as people, as you know, um, who we are, we're attached to things like that. And it's funny thinking about it. Our house is probably the closest thing to that in our family because I grew up moving around. Hmm. You know, it was the time when you were an up and coming businessman and you just changed jobs and moved around. And so my father did as he was moving up through the ranks. And so I have fond memories of Kansas City, which we grew up near there. I have fond memories of um, Springfield, Missouri, but they don't feel like home anymore. You know, they're, I like to go visit and reminisce kind of like uh, Piku was doing when they're, she's talking about Calcutta and the house, the things she remembers from the house growing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. But for my children, Dallas is their place. We never moved. Mm. We moved from the little house on Anita street to this house we're in right now. And that is it for them. And it's funny because I know my brother's been in the military, so he's moved around tons. My sister's family, um, they've moved around less, but they never kind of got really attached to where they were as far as I could tell, which is kind of in pattern of how we grew up. Mm -hmm. And um, so they would say, oh, yeah, we know you don't like to travel. And I'm like, that's not it. But I like being in one place. Yeah, yeah. I like providing that stability for the whole family. And we have friends who go back, you know, 30 years. Well, I wouldn't have had that in other places. Yeah, yeah. Hannah's in her early 30s, and she's got friends from kindergarten. Hmm. You know? Yeah, there's something really amazing about that. That's nice, yeah. And in this, this family is kind of rediscovering it. The father hasn't been needing it. But the daughter's not had it, really. Right. And the daughter hasn't had it. Um, but you can feel that in her. And well, at the end of the movie, though, she goes back to where she started, right? Mm-hmm. They go back to that town and she's sort of starting her life over. In Delhi. In, in Delhi, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could see her change as she saw her dad interacting with, I think it was his brother, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you could see her understand what he was wanting because she was the one who wanted to sell it. Yes. Right. She was yeah. like, let's and sell it and get rid of it. And yeah. so we don't have to worry about that. Take that off yeah. the list. And he's like, no, it stays on the list. <laughs> it's, we've got to keep that thing, you know? So in fact, let's go there. And, and they do. Yeah. Cause the brother and his wife are worried that the house is going to be sold. And very early on in the visit, the father says, Oh no. I'll provide the money. Mm. This is not going to be sold. And But by the end of uh, her being there, Piku says, we're not selling this house. Mm. We, we can rent out the top floor to a tenant, yeah. but we're not selling it. Right. Yeah, so she's come back to that. And part of what brings her back to that is being around Rana, which is Irfan Khan's character. Yeah, yeah. Because it's funny. They show him. He's, you know... In one sense, you wonder if this movie is a bit of a reaction to how times are changing in India. Mm. Because uh, Piku and Rana are, when they're on that wharf eating the treats or whatever it is, they've had the day going around Calcutta. And um, he says, you know, you take care of him. And um, he's so troublesome and all this kind of thing. And she goes, oh, well, what am I going to do? He's my father. And she's, he says, a lot of people don't do that anymore. Hmm. And so it makes you think of America. Yeah. Yeah. Where we've we're way far ahead on that curve. And mm. um you think about um my mom lived in independent living places and assisted living for about ten years. And then the way things turned out, she wound up coming to live here with us. And she's been here since last September. So for quite a while, nine months, ten months. Mm-hmm. And she's just part of the family. And we're all managing fine. And she's not getting, you know, the activities or the friends her own age, but she's part of a family. Mm -hmm. And there is a good in that for all of us that we didn't have before. Yeah. Yep. And the kind of thing that Piku has so much irritation, so much annoyance. Her father is very difficult, but she loves him. Mm -hmm. And the thing that brings her to that clarity is 
Irfan Khan's character, he's got a family who's very troublesome and annoying and live with him. His mother goes to work with him and nags because it was the father's business. The (laughs) sister's husband has divorced her, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so now they're quarreling about what she's going to get out of the settlement and everything. And every time this stuff comes up, he's annoyed as can be by his family. But he has a real way of cutting through things and just kind of stating the truth. So when the sisters, you know, what, should I let him go for nothing? And I don't get these things back and everything. And he goes move on this is done and he goes then you shouldn't have given his mother's ring to your mother Hmm. to our mother yeah and she's just stopped Mm -hmm. and so he's been kind of doing that he's not all knowing and all powerful as they point out when they're talking about quit whining about the job you had in saudi and be happy with what you've got now and he wasn't until they asked him Mm -hmm. but they picked up on that mindset but he is really good at kind of just Pointing out the absurdities of things, like when he comes up with all the different um, <laughs> ways to treat the constipation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, trying to explain but he's it like, to him. Is this all your family ever talks about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole family. But don't drop the truth bombs on them and then stop and think about it. Right. So when um, Irfan as Rana finally explodes at uh, Bashkor, who is the father, uh, Amitab, yeah. right? Um, <laughs> the father. Um, that is heard, right? It's heard by everybody. And, um, the, uh, Piku, her reaction to that whole thing, you know, you could see how tense she was. And Mm -hmm. that, that was, you know, back to what you were talking about, about the looks and things, Mm -hmm. um, just without saying a word, just her expressions while he was chewing this guy out in the back seat. Um, cause she was like, ah, you know, but yet she agreed with everything he said, mm-hmm. you know, she was like, you know, he's almost defending me against him. In fact, that's exactly what he was doing. Yeah. He was, he was defending her and saying, you are not appreciating her and it's driving me crazy. Um, and, um, he heard it and it was because like you said, um, Irfan had that way of cutting through to the truth. Yeah, and that was an interesting conversation, actually, because the father has been doing nothing but worrying about his health, this and that, making all these demands, and he's genuinely worried about it and everything, but it's also his hobby, in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, what he's saying right before Irfan stops the car and turns around and starts talking to him, is he's saying it's because his battery yeah he wants to turn around uh, and go back yeah Yeah. (laughs) his battery for his um hearing aid is Mm -hmm. going out he wants to turn around go get another one look for the one that maybe he dropped or whatever and your phone's like we're never gonna get there you Mm -hmm. keep stopping you keep doing all this stuff like this and he goes i don't need anyone and he just goes the father Mm -hmm. sure bosh Bashkor, mm-hmm. I'll never be able to say it. Anyway, <laughs> he suddenly says, I don't need anyone. I'm independent. I can do things on my own. I'll just get there on my Okay, this is all we know. This is absolutely untrue. I'm, I don't want to be a burden. I'm not a burden on everybody. And, that's, and the thing I would have picked out of all that would mm-hmm. not have been what Irfan Khan's character says. I would have been going... Are you kidding me? You can't do Jack. You've got this <laughs> right, whole group right. of people all doing this one thing. And Irfan turns around and says, you've got to stop talking this nonsense. If you were a burden, would she be taking you to Calcutta? Mm. Of course not. Mm-hmm. And he immediately stops. And he says, now we're going to go on and we're going to get there. And we're not going to stop. And he says, but what if I have to have a motion? And he goes, <laughs> then we'll do this. You take mm-hmm. your chair, go on the other side of the road and this and this. And he goes, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's funny is he addressed what was at the root of what, uh, clearly that's when we see what's at the root of what Bashkor is being so fussy about, which is he's worried he's a burden that everybody doesn't like. Mm. Now, there's all the other stuff going on. Nothing's ever that simple, but that's what stops him. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, because most of us would say, of course you're a burden. She's having to take you to Calcutta. He turns it around. You're not a burden or she wouldn't be taking you. Mm, she yeah. just go on her own. Interesting. Yeah. You're right. And that's when she relaxes. And it's interesting that he reacts, you know, his worry about being a burden makes him more burdensome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 
And how many of us do that where what we're doing is reacting to what the person is immediately asking for and saying, and they don't know exactly why they're doing it either? Mm. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know why he, I mean, he's worried about his health mm-hmm. and everything. Um, yeah. And in fact, he's as insensitive as can possibly be, like when he's talking to Irfan's character later and Irfan's going, um, he's like, well, how did your father die? You know, mm-hmm. and he drags him through the details of his last days of cancer in a, the most insensitive manner. And he's, everybody's uncomfortable. Piku can't get him to quit. But what he does is turn to her and he berates him over putting his father on a ventilator and this, why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And then he turns around and goes, don't ever do that to me. Hmm. And that's the point of why he cares. Mm-hmm. He's thought about all these things and he's like, don't do that to me. Yeah, yeah. So when he dies a day later, I think it's the next day, that night, she goes, "Well, he didn't want to. He didn't want it. He wanted to die peacefully. He did." Yeah. Yeah, and he and he died. Um, I think it's important what happened the day before. Uh-huh, you know, he, yes. he takes that bicycle out, goes for a ride, eats what he wants. Um, you know, brings him, brings everybody back a bag of that stuff, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was like free for a minute, right? Felt independent, I guess, is probably what was going on there. And Rana had told him at one point, Rana turned around and said, everybody's going to die when they're going to die. You can't change Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So eat what you want. (laughs) And um, quit quit hiding the side. (laughs) I like the (laughs) thing he says when he's like leaving and he goes... um, he says, you know, no one really understands you. And the father goes, yeah, that's what I've been saying. And you're just laughing. And he goes, so quit hiding the salt. And he goes, what does that mean? It's mm-hmm. like, he goes, quit being, stop being so difficult. Yes, right. Yeah. That was good. So he's acknowledging again mm-hmm. what the father's already saying. No one understands him. Yeah, yeah. Even though we're all laughing because we're going, oh, my gosh, you're the worst person <laughs> in the world. But, of course, you'd think no one understands you. Yeah. You know? Um but then he drops the thing that's going to help everyone quit being so difficult because the father couldn't have salt. So at the beginning of the movie, we see he's hidden the salt again, says the servant. I'll open a new packet because he doesn't want salt in his food. So no one can have it. Mm. You know, when he, when he went um, on the bike ride, it was interesting too how um, Piku would, had to, she stood there and waited for him to come back. Yeah, you know she couldn't let that happen, um, right. and also because of what he ate and stuff, it was like, oh, this is all against the rules, and and um, she was having trouble letting that go. Yeah, and um, then it was, you know, after he passed away, that she kind of realized what that was, and when she gave her little talk in front of the the group that had gathered, she said, you know, he was finally not constipated <laughs> which yeah. made me chuckle but she she basically you know that was almost a metaphor for everything it was like right it, it, everything relaxed and let go yeah so well it's funny uh and that's the thing because um think about what is the last thing that they have rana do now i'm thinking about this hmm. they have him oh, fix some plumbing fix the plump, that's clogged yeah. up the water the house yeah and they're like, they, well, you were an engineer. Of course, not that kind of engineer. But he's like, oh, fine, man. I'll do it. And then I'm leaving. And so he's talking uh, to her the whole time because mm-hmm. she's holding the flashlight for him. But he's fixing the plumbing in the house so the water will go through the pipes. Mm. So yeah. when you say meta, the constipation is a metaphor because he has the most excellent motion he's ever had. <laughs> we're all told. Yeah. We all rejoice. That's right. Um, well, the other thing is, is I'm thinking, you know, this movie is good about how it kind of sets stuff up so you understand when she's waiting for him to come back from his bicycle ride. Um, we've seen an instance earlier where she lets him have fun and do what he wants because he looks happy. And That's they've right. gone to a family party yes, and come home and he's had something to drink at the party and been impossible the way you do, That's the way so he does. Right. I forgot about that. And he came home yeah. and he was dancing in his bedroom. He and- was... He had yeah. some Hindi, he had some music on and he's singing and he's dancing horribly and he's drinking. And then there's that health event that caused the whole yeah. road trip and in the first place. Gets yeah. this, she looks at the bottle, she looks at him and she gets a little smile and is like, have a good time. Yeah. And then the next morning he's not waking up. Mm-hmm. 
And that's the health event. And the doctor says, he'll be okay. I'm giving him this stuff. He just had a little too much fun last night. And mm-hmm. the doctor is right. Mm-hmm. You tend to think of the doctor as somebody who um, just either panders to him or is making money off of him. But the doctor cares, and the doctor does kind of understand him. Mm-hmm. The doctor is someone who will listen to him Yeah, yeah. also. But yeah, so that thing, she let him have the fun he wanted, and look what happened. So now this thing is happening, and she's like, well, what are you doing? This is the worst. <laughs> you know, she's yeah. worried. She loves him. Yeah, very good. And I loved um, how they set up this obvious romance between Piku <laughs> and Irfan, mm-hmm. and then left it as a maybe, right? Mm-hmm. It was like they, that was the obvious thing, <laughs> but right. but they didn't. They didn't finish it, and they, they left it open. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I, I like that they didn't do the obvious. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I the, the feelings between them, I, I appreciated that a lot. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, because it was a growing appreciation of each other, and then he's saying, if you are, so your father's 70, say lives 20 more years, you'll be 50, when he dies, so it's like you've got your 70-year-old child. She goes, uh-huh, so what? This is how it is. Yeah. And he goes, so whoever marries you, she goes, yeah, whoever marries me is going to inherit him too. And he goes, okay, mm-hmm. eh, yeah, that's right. And she goes, so marry me. <laughs> With this big smile. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she's actually really expecting anything, but you feel like if he said yes, she'd have gone along with it. But he's like, and he just looks at her for a second, really startled. And you're like, what's going to happen? Because mm-hmm. she says it again. He goes, what did you say? <laughs> like, marry me. Mm-hmm. And he says, am I, do I look like I'm insane? <laughs> and they both just laugh their heads off, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, when he was fixing the water pump, that conversation was good too. Mm-hmm. He was getting ready to leave, and she didn't really want him to leave, <laughs> but yeah. she wasn't going to say don't leave. Um, you know, so there was just a lot of subtext between that, and then what you're talking about about making the water flow. Um, mm-hmm. That was really cool too. So he's he's there, you know, helping that flow <laughs> mm-hmm. for her as well, right? And she's right. and she's, um, I don't know, just sort of probing and trying to find out if there's possibility mm-hmm. and um yeah i guess in the end there at that conversation she feels like there isn't um but yeah. you know because she gets a little upset and leaves yeah but you know there is so it's very good well and it's funny too because she's obviously like you said at the beginning she's a very modern woman in the sense that we'd accept it you know she does have a job she's an architect so she's educated she has influence she has so much influence that she's like a partner in the company, I think, or close to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And a, she's she's friends got a big old with, office. Yeah, <laughs> right. And she's friends with the guy who's who's running the company. Friends with benefits, we'd say. Yeah, yeah. And the whole family knows about it. And it's like, why don't you get married? Because well, I don't think he's the one. This is just an essential need. <laughs> oh, just remember. And you're just yeah. like, I am not used to seeing that out of an Indian movie. And so her father doesn't approve either. Uh huh. At the same time, as he's busy saying women shouldn't get married mm-hmm. because they're too intelligent yeah. to tie themselves down to being a wife. But at the same time, he's tying Piku to him. Yeah, and I, I felt like he was okay with the arrangement because it meant she wouldn't leave. Yeah. 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 Um, but so when she's talking to Irfan, who he's a very he's a clear thinker. But he's not putting it all out there. He doesn't always say everything he thinks, you know. Mm-hmm. So when we say he's telling the truth, he's not doing it usually in such a way that's like this blatant, hard fact that everyone yeah. just has to agree with him or not. Mm-hmm. He'll just say some things and do it. And you see his playful side when he really gets into the whole constipation thing and goes, oh, I picked some Indian basil and mint from the side of the road. You wash this off, you brew it up and drink it. Everything's going to come out. <laughs> and this is where you see the father is ready to do anything like this. He's like, he just looks at him. And I love the way he just get this blank look on his face. And what you realize is he's thinking about it. He's absorbing it. He's taking it in. And you'll see this too among really older people. Sometimes they have to have a moment to just kind of take it all in and consider it mm-hmm. along with whatever else. Cause they've got so much experience 
so many roads for their memory to go down. Mm-hmm. And then he'll go to the servant. Yes, do that. I want to drink that stuff in the morning. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Or the thing about, you're sitting Western style. <laughs> That's no good for motions. <laughs> and the picture, <laughs> So and here's the result. <laughs> I thought my mom was going to fall out of her chair. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Irfan's just different. He's yeah, not the yeah. modern man who's going to, you know, the benefit, the friend mm-hmm. with benefits thing. That's right. Um, and and he, he says things about, you know, independent women and things and, She's skeptical that he's just trying to impress her. Mm-hmm. Says you were talking to somebody named Ritu on the phone. He's, oh, my sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> the way he was talking to her. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, family, got it. So good, but yeah, it was just very well done. You know, again, I liken it to a play. Um, mm-hmm. the, the whole the whole way that it's structured and the way that it's just dialogue dependent, and um, yeah, all comes together there at the end and. Um, I, I do like how it was left. You know, th- there was hope. And well, and that one servant girl showed back up, too, and yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because the father w- had driven off, like, what, um, five servants in two yeah. months? <laughs> she said, I'll come back when he's gone. And then he was gone, yeah. and she actually came back. Yeah. And, Stealing uh, the toilet cleaner. Yeah, and that was um, sort of a thing that <laughs> says, yeah, I can move on without my dad, you know, right. go ahead and come back. Things are different. Well, and yep. Rose pointed out, and I hadn't thought of this, This so this is this movie technique of the three-peat, right? You see the mm. same thing three different times hmm. uh, that show character development or movement of some oh, sort. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Um, sometime we'll watch Thelma and Louise, and it's super interesting there with this truck driver. However, uh-huh. Uh-huh. here, um, it's the badminton thing. You said she's playing badminton without a net with yeah. – um, Rana mm-hmm. in her driveway. We first see that he's doing it with his friend, who's her uh, partner at the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? They're waiting for her to show up at the country club. She's late. Yeah. Then we see it, and they're in the courtyard of the house, and he's mm-hmm. doing it with like the servant, maybe the yeah. servant guy, and she's watching from above. And her father calls her to give him medicine, so she does it, and he gives she gives him the medicine, and she comes back and. He's done. And she mm. goes, oh, you're not going to play anymore? <laughs> so you almost get the feeling she was going to go down there and do it too. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, she's playing badminton with him. So they're at least that comfortable and friendly with each other. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. So um, in terms of the kind of thing we talk about, and I guess we've touched on some of it, but for one thing, you know, we say this is a movie about family. We've talked about pieces of family, but there's other relatives that are grouping around them in Delhi all the time. So it's not like they're without friends and relatives in Delhi. Mm-hmm. His, uh, in fact, the, um, the Piku's mother, so her sister, so her aunt and her cousin live there. There's other relatives there. And so you wonder if they moved to Delhi because of the mother, because when it's the dead mother's birthday, all these relatives come to celebrate the birthday, which I thought was sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a big dinner. Mm-hmm. And then when they're sitting around later, they're going to move or they're going to go to Calcutta. Part, you know, the aunt and the cousin show up again because the aunt's going to argue with them about doing it. So they're in the life a lot. And then when they go to Calcutta, the aunt and the cousin, they're like, oh, we're going to take a trip here. So we'll stop here and see the house and hang out with you guys for a while. So there's family continually dropping in. And every time they drop in, they're giving their opinion on anything and everything that's happening. Dragging up old history as examples, calling people when they're uh, on things, when they're like, you know, straying too far from the truth. Mm. And it made me think about having been around my husband's big family. They're not, of course, this is written for a movie and they're making a point. But I've been around huge family gatherings. I've been around smaller ones. And they all have that dynamic. Mm. Everybody knows each other's history to a certain degree. Everybody knows other connections to a certain degree. And it reminded me of, we're given our families for a reason. Mm. We're here to help them be better, and they're here to help us be better. And part of that is just how we rub along with each other in everyday life. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
God puts us in the place we're in for a reason. And mm-hmm. how we conduct ourselves with all those people is part of that. All those little things. Lots of little things. <laughs> no question. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Again, Never ending. Having, yeah. yeah. They're having yep. the memorial and it's back in Delhi. And um, Piku is, has given her little tribute. And then the aunt speaks up and says something about the father. Mm-hmm. And Piku looks at her because it's not necessarily complimentary. It's not said in a mean tone, but it's like, well, he was like this. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I can say that. I loved him. <laughs> But we know who he is, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of said as a tribute. That is funny. Yeah, I guess you know, family has a way of uh, they can talk to you differently, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's not not always meant meanly. Sometimes it is, but yeah. you know, sometimes it's like I know why you're doing this because I know you better than other people, and uh, right. you, you're hurting yourself or whatever. Right. You know, they're giving you good advice usually. Right. Yeah. Just letting you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they put something good in your way because they know who you are and that this would help you and other yeah. people might not know that. I mean, right, right. just the way family goes along together. And like I've said, um, having my mom here mm-hmm. has shown me that. And having, you know, Rose live here. I mean, we're a multi-generational mm-hmm. small family. <laughs> yeah. And Hannah yeah. and Mark drop in all the time. They're going to have a baby in November. Mm. and. Yeah, I know. So, we're going to have some more. And then mm-hmm. there's um, Mark's parents. Yeah. And Mark's the only son. So, we're kind of, they're part of our extended family. In that sense, we're kind of like Tom's family who just kind of mm. went, come on and join the crowd. Yeah, very nice. And um, mm-hmm. so, for me, this had such a familiar dynamic and it made me start thinking about um, everyone may not believe all the things you believe. And certainly that's the case with my poor mother stuck in this <laughs> enclave of Catholics. But, um, uh, but we all love each other. Yeah, yeah. And we're doing the best we can for each other. Mm-hmm. And when we're acting out like the father is, that affects everything too. And, and not sometimes in a good way and sometimes bad. Piku says, I'm just like, I am my father's daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm weird like him. I have strange ideas like him. I, and, you know, Rana says, oh, no. And she goes, no, oh, no, I know who I am. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Because your family forms you too. Right, right. So I did have one last thing that occurred to me. And it's funny, it occurred to me while we were talking and thinking about all this is I think, have I mentioned um, that book I have on being mortal? Yes. And you've yeah. read it. That's right. I have. Um, mm-hmm. And I hadn't really applied it to this situation, but I look at the fact that look what the father is putting Piku through. And mm-hmm. she's willingly going along with it, although it's making her angry in ways and various things like that. Um, she is allowing him to live the way he wants. He says he wants to go to Calcutta. She's like, ah, uh, she doesn't try to really talk him out of it. She's like, oh, great. I guess we have to go to Calcutta. And okay, we'll take a car. He won't do the plane. He won't do the train. She doesn't try to talk him into it. She's mm-hmm. okay, we'll yeah. take the car. Right. And um, it's that idea of she, it, it goes back to our conversation about, you know, she lets him have the drinks. And then she, then later she's like mad at him for taking the bike ride. Cause she's like, you could have hurt yourself. You could have killed yourself. So she'd have been there. She'd have tried to stop him yeah, because of her previous right. experience, but he had such a good day. How would you take that away from somebody? Hmm. And so it's that balance, that delicate balance of the people that we care about and do we allow them to have free will and live their lives once they're informed. Mm -hmm. He knows what the problems are. You know, and and Rana, when they're on that war for Doc or whatever it is, and he she gets the call from her father and she goes, right, this, this, okay, you need seven drops of that medicine or whatever. And um, he says, oh... So all these health problems, but you're you're doing like home medication. Mm. And I took that this time to mean these are your own little home medicines. Mm-hmm. Like you've gone to the health food store and gotten this vitamin and that yeah, thing. Right, and you're doing right. whatever. And mm-hmm. I hadn't really picked up on that before. And I thought, but he wants to do these things. The doctor, I guess, is okay with it. And she's like, okay. I'm not going to make you go see another specialist. I'm not going to do this. Um, we'll just do that. It's mm-hmm. what you want. Yeah. So it kind of makes us have to think about that too. Right. Right. Because yeah, it's it's uh, you know what in being mortal they talked about um, 
So it was written by Atul Gawande, um, mm-hmm. who was a doctor. And he described uh, something early on in his career where they focused so much on extending the life of the person that they didn't really ask the person, what is it that you want out of these last years? Right. And the person said, well, I really just wanted to bring, you know, I, I want to bring everybody to Disney World, you know, I, I think is <laughs> if uh-huh. I'm remembering that right. And um, because of what they did to extend life made that impossible. Right. So that opportunity was missed. And so it's like, you know, medicine ought to be not only looking at the, the, uh, almost like the machinery things where you're, right. you're, you're taking care of the body, but also what is it spiritually that this person needs? What is it that spiritually that this person wants? Um, yeah, what, and even without taking spirituality into it, but just, um, as a person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's all yeah. part of it, spirituality right. and everything, but just, you know, what do you want to be able to do? Cause I remember one woman who, had been told her father was going to die. And she's like, well, we have to do this and this. And then she thought, you know what? He always said he didn't want whatever this thing was. Mm. And she, But she went back and asked him and said, what are the things you want to be able to do? Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to be able to watch football. And he wanted to be – there were simple things. His mm-hmm. goals had changed. And they had that conversation. And it changed the treatment. It changed her approach to everything. And in fact, I wrote those some of those kinds of questions down in the back of a notebook that I keep with my mom's medical, you know, DNR and all that kind of thing. Just thinking, I'll never remember these in a moment of stress. But these are good questions for everyone to ask every so often. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. what do you want to be able to do? What's important to you? What do you want mm-hmm. out of life? And um, in this sense, you know, they don't stop and have that, but the father achieves it because she'll let him do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And not without some contention between them and everything, because that's just who those two people are. Yeah, yeah, no question. But had she been there, and had she stopped him from going out, um, you know, I guess they wouldn't know it, you know, but she she stopped him from something beautiful. Something right. that, you know, makes life worth living, right? Right, um, right. So, yeah. So, they did, they did achieve that, you know, exactly what you're saying, and... Um, yeah, so that is a fine line, and it's got to be a difficult line for people to walk. You know, yeah. you know, and it is. talking and it about life and death. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't mean you don't bring up the options so people can think about it. So, so uh, my mom's eighty-five, and you know, COVID mm-hmm. hits that age group super hard. Yeah, yeah. But and she hasn't really been out except to go to one doctor, and we had told her about this huge, wonderful bookstore here called Half Price Books, and she was dying to go. Mm especially since the library's been closed for over two months. Yeah. So um, what I was by there one morning and went, oh, it's almost empty now. Mm-hmm. How about it, Mom? We'll get the wheelchair going because it's a huge place, and we'll just mm-hmm. load you up. And she had the best time. Oh, that's great. You know, yeah. She wore mm-hmm. a mask, and she washed her hands when she got home, and mm-hmm. she set the books out to sit for a while in it. So we took all those precautions. But think if we'd have said, no, no, it's just too dangerous. Mm-hmm. She talked about it for two days. That was the most amazing bookstore. I had so much fun. She's been reading her books and having a great time. And I'm like, this is a little thing. But in her life, which is very limited because she just can't get out very much, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's worth taking the time and effort and everything to do this stuff. And and that's the point Piku's at. We're just seeing her when she's kind of at the end of her rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where she's at the point now where she can actually accept those things or right. or learn those things. She's open to learning those right. things. But it And these yeah. are things where it's real easy to say to be in a situation where you're like, "Oh, yeah, I'll do that." But you know, when it's somebody you love and it's right down to it, to give them the option and then let them choose something that seems dangerous to you mm. and let them do it cuz it's their life. That's hard. Yeah, very hard. You no, know, but it's what God does with us all the time. From Adam and Eve on. You're absolutely right. It's a, it's a tough thing being mortal. Yeah. And that's part of the family thing, too. Even with kids. Where do you let them take the risks? Where do you let them have to deal with hard questions? And I remember things yeah. that would happen with my own kids. And it was like, oh, boy, I hate this. But mm-hmm. they have to deal with it. And they came out of it stronger. 
Right, right. You know, you can't protect them from you everything. You can't do everything for yeah. them, right. They have to do it themselves. That's part of living. Mm-hmm. And it goes on till the day you die. So mm-hmm. that just did make me think of that thing, especially with, you know, COVID out there right now so strong and mm-hmm. um, just everything else. Yeah. Yep, heavy issues. But in a light movie. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, thank you so much for that movie. You're welcome very much. I really was going to go with something not Indian for a change. I know people aren't going to believe that, but then (laughs) this was my tribute to Irfan, who I love so much. Oh, may he rest in peace. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he was an extremely, uh, I don't know about religious, but he was extremely spiritual. I think he... Gosh, I don't remember what his faith was, but he would talk about it a fair amount. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to God, and you know, I I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen next, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was good. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, good. Okay. So, what's next for us? Let's. What is see. next for us? Ah, Beowulf. Nice. Ah. <laughs> We're headed over to the British Isles. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Another classic, but very different. That's right. A very foreign different. land. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. I do love me some Beowulf, I yeah. have to say. I No one was more surprised than me to find that out. <laughs> After I read it once and went, this was amazing. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, so much adventure. Yeah, and looking ahead just a little bit, we ought to say um, we are going to talk about the Odyssey in August. Mm-hmm. Homer's Odyssey. So if anyone's interested in that, that may take you know longer than average time to read, I think, for folks. But if anybody would like to, we'll do that in August. Yeah, and it's, yeah, if you check the sidebar at the blog, which I don't know if people really go too much, um, mm-hmm. all these things are kind of written down. And the Odyssey we're going to do in two parts. Yeah. So two parts for the Odyssey. Yep. Indeed. Because it's an Odyssey. And (laughs) it is a freaking long road trip, everybody. And we have to stop and rest in between. Yes. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) Okay. Well, wonderful. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thank you so much. Very soon. Do watch this movie. (laughs) Please do. It's so good. Yes. All right. Take care, all. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.